Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. I'm your host, Ken Seymour, flying solo, but not like Star Wars today. I am joined by a fantastic actress and podcaster, Lindsay Gray. Welcome. Hi. So for those of us that don't always get out to the movies or get onto the podcasting community as much as we might like, why don't you uh, just take a moment to tell everybody who you are and why you're awesome. Well, I'm Lindsay Gray, um, and that is why I'm awesome. No. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I am an actress. Um, I have been on the new Walking Dead spinoff that, well, it hasn't aired yet, but it'll be on AMC in 2020. Uh, the miniseries on showtime with ethan hawk called the good lord bird which is also coming out in 2020 i'll be in wonder woman 1984 which is also coming out in 2020 gonna be a big year for you <laughs> yes it is um i have done a couple like uh film festival shorts um one called the clown inside and a one recently called subtransient mm. and i've done a, a, a couple other things but those are the newer projects the newer ones that 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 are the exciting and upcoming newness fantasticness yes. all right well i always ask the same question whether i'm talking to an artist an author an actress uh, uh whoever uh, something sparked your interest to get into what you're doing now what is it that kind of led you down the path that you're going down right now well my cousin my first cousin was an actor in the early 90s on sequest he was actually one of the bigger name actors um on sequest he wasn't in every episode but he was in enough where he had a recurring role nice and watching him was fascinating it was just i was so in awe i was like god i want to do this i i i, I want to be part of this you know that life and so my parents got me into, um, they got me a, an extra role on The Jackal and with Bruce Willis and uh, Richard Gere. And from there, it kind of just spiraled out of control and here I am. That's a good start. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's best to get that, that early taste so that you just know, okay, this is it. This is what I want. And that's what I got. It was like it was like a drug. I was like, God, I want more. I need more hits, Mom. <laughs> I think it's interesting that you bring up uh, Sequest as uh, one of my favorite actors that is no longer with us uh, was on that show. I, I, Jonathan I, Brandis. Yes, yes, indeed. I, I actually, my my cousin sent me an autographed picture of him um, because I was like. Of course, I was in love with him. It was the, it was the 90s, and like mm -hmm. I think every girl was in love with him. But I got an autographed picture of him, and I think like uh, it, was, it wasn't too long after I got the autographed picture that he ended up sadly dying. Yeah. Uh, he's, he was, he's still in one of my favorite films. Uh, it's something that almost no one talks about anymore, but uh, Sidekicks with... Uh, Joe Piscopo and Chuck Norris and just he was so brilliant in so many things that he did and uh, still makes me just uh, a little bit sad. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I loved everything that Jonathan Brandis did. Uh, 
I don't think I've seen that one yet, so I have to. I'll, I'll definitely check that out. Yeah, if if you like uh, something that's just kind of light, it's, it's, I mentioned a couple of the people in it, but it's got some an impressive cast actually. Um, but yeah, a lot of fun. But so I mean, that sparked your interest. Um, did it kind of get get flower flowered? That's that's not exactly the right <laughs> word there. Uh, are you were you preparing to make pizza? Did you flower your interest? Um, now, did did it broaden from the the media that you consumed? Were there television shows, movies, theater productions that that kind of spoke to you and kind of urged you along the way as well? Um, honestly, like I, I like a wide range of TV shows, and I'm um, I find myself not watching TV shows or movies for the story, but I watch them to kind of. I watch the actors and I watch how they react to certain situations and how they deliver their lines and stuff like that. Cause I'm always learning. I'm always learning. And I, I, you know, my friends are like, God, you don't even watch movies anymore for the stories. You just, I'm like, I'm sorry. It's I'm an actress. It's, it's, it's how I learn. You know, I watch other actors and actresses. So Yeah. Well, it makes sense. Uh, mannerisms, approach. Would you say that you're more drawn because of that to, to productions that focus more on character development rather than the overall plot? I think it's a little bit of both because I think character development is really important in any story. I mean, you can't just have a story and just throw a character in and be like, where the hell did this person come from? Right. Um, so I, I think I think both are really like important because you know you you not you, you need the story obviously but you also need character development and how does the character develop as long as as, as the story goes on? Before you got into this, was there you say you're kind of a fan of a lot of things? Are there specific genres that you think you would like to be involved with, uh, with more than anything else? Are you just like man? I, I want to be in an action heavy piece where I'm going to get a chance to maybe do some practical stunts or are you more of uh, I want those, those long uh, uh, bits of dialogue where I might be able to have a, a chance to, to almost be Shakespearean and, and read a couple of pages before anybody else gets to talk. Uh, I'm trying to think, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of how I want to answer this. Um, I know I said honestly, I was going to ask easy questions. Maybe I lied. <laughs> <laughs> you did um i think honestly like to go back to your shakespearean thing i think every i think every script um has some sort of like shakespearean kind of thing to it it's um and i say that because you you watch like Ro like romeo and juliet you know boy loves boy falls in love with girl girl falls in love with boy you know yeah, they don't always kill themselves to be together, but it that happens in a lot of movies. I mean, it's it Shakespeare was kind of like he's he's the cause of all this like theater stuff. He's he's kind of like the catalyst that that caused this all. So I, I think you know I don't know if that really answers your question, but it's kind of it's a tough question to to really answer. <laughs> yeah, it's. It I realized that basically as soon as I finished asking the question, it's like, hmm, maybe I should have sent this to her ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, no, it's uh, it's quite right. I try also to ask questions that don't necessarily have a right or wrong answer, just kind of a, you know, get to get to know your answer. Um, okay, well, let's let's ask this instead. Um, what is it like uh, trying to land roles in movies? Uh, you're in Virginia. Is that accurate? Yes. So you're you're attempting to. Uh, attempting to get uh, parts. What What is that whole process like for the, the listener out there that's not involved in the industry at all? Um, it's, it's nerve wracking um, because, you know, you go and you, um, you, you have to submit your headshot, your reel, your, your um, resume, and then you have to wait to hear back from them. And if they like your look, then you'll, you'll get either a, uh, you'll get a call back and say, hey, we, we're interested in you, um, you know, send us a self-tape, which is, and here's the script or here's the lines for the self-tape. And then you go and you, you know, you, you, do, you do the self-tape um, and then you submit it back to them and then you either hear back from them or you don't. Uh, that's how it is for a lot of things. I know when you live in LA, it's more of a in-person audition. So it's kind of different depending on where you live and what kind of and what if you're going for a major movie versus an indie film kind of thing. So like if you're in L.A., it'd be more like some of the stories that you might hear about the the uh, actor showing up for the audition for the role and seeing a room of people that look very, very familiar. Pretty like, much. Like, pretty much like that. Would, yeah. <laughs> would you consider, uh, I mean, are you, you know, like me, I'm a homebody uh, in, in the sense that I, I, I love to travel, but I, I love even more to not travel. Um, are you the, are you trying to like stay in Virginia? It's like, man, I'm going to chase this wherever it is. I've always dreamed of uh, going out. I'm eventually going to make it out to the West Coast and that's where I'm going to do my thing. Or is it like, I want to help create the the Virginia kind of uh, uh, area to to be that next uh, media mecca. I definitely want to move. I mean, uh, you know, n- n- nobody wants to be in Virginia. <laughs> like no, nobody. Ah, <laughs> uh, eventually I'm gonna move to L.A. Um, I just you know I I don't I, I feel like you know. LA is so saturated with actors mm. that I really want to get my foot in the door, so to say, with like a big name role before mm. I like decide to like go, okay, I'm going to go ahead and just move. That makes sense. That definitely makes sense. Um, well, let, let's ask a, a different kind of co correlating question. Um, so you've, You've gone through the whole process. You've sent in your reel. They call you back. They like you. They want you to be involved with the production. What's a day in the life of making a, a film, whether you're talking about a, a television show uh, or a movie, if there's a difference? What, 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 is that, what is that process like? Have you ever tried to herd cats? <laughs> yes, actually, I have. That's what it's like. Uh it's um it's a whole lot of uh it's a whole lot of hurry up and wait 
kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, at least as at least as the cast member, as a crew, you know, you're always like doing something. You're always like moving something. You're moving lights. You know, you're moving the camera. You're you, you're always moving something. But for the cast, it's like I said, it's a lot of hurry up and wait. It's like okay, we want you here. So just stand here for like thirty minutes, and then we'll tell you what to do. <laughs> now it's you know. Do you have any any instances so far where you've been in that hurry up and wait uh, atmosphere, and you hurried up and you got there, and then the waiting produced something memorable or humorous? It's always uh, it's it's always humorous being on set. I mean. Because you you know you you have all, you have all these different personalities kind of um, put together, you know yeah. you're just kind of thrown together all these different personalities. So you know you have you know people just having fun. You know some people are like you know making like stupid videos of themselves. Um, I'm that person that makes stupid videos of themselves. I'm okay with that. Um, but I try to get like other like cast members in with me on making stupid videos and they're like, get that camera out of my face. And I'm like, wait a moment. Uh, which camera? Cause, uh, um, isn't that so, what you're here for? Exactly. <laughs> what, um, what's one of the instances maybe on one of these productions where you were particularly starstruck at meeting somebody? Um, I'd be honest with you. I haven't been starstruck uh, on meeting somebody in quite some time. The last time I was starstruck on meeting anybody was uh, when I was in Cold Mountain and I met Nicole Kidman. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. And she's tall. She's like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm five two, but she's a tall woman, and I was just like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe maybe approach this from a different direction. You've you've been doing this for a little while, and like anybody else, uh, there's I, I'm sure there are people that you would just absolutely love to work to. If you had your dream of dreams, what actors, actresses, directors would you just love to work with? Jennifer Aniston. I think I could learn a lot from her. She's done, you know. She did uh, Friends, which was, you know, taped in front of, you know, a live audience. So she's got a lot of good, you know, experience from that, you know, and and knowing her cues and stuff like that. So I think I could learn a lot from her. I would love to work with Jennifer Aniston. I would love to work with James Gunn. Mm. I think he, I'm a huge comic book, like, nerd. Mm -hmm. And I think that his vision for, like, the comic book movies is so... So amazing. He he's just he is absolutely phenomenal. Um Scott uh Scott Derrickson is another one that I would love to work with. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, I mean, yeah. that was like insane to watch in the theater. It was just like, whoa. Um, so yeah, those those are three on my bucket list that I would give anything to work with. Yeah, I can't I can't disagree with you on that one whatsoever. <laughs> So, okay, comic book fan to comic book fan. We're going to segue just a minute and go off on, a, on our first of, I'm sure, many tangents. Um, what is what is your book, your favorite book right now? Like comic book or just Absolutely. book? Absolutely, comic book. 
Um, well, if I don't say this person, I'm going to get into a lot of trouble. Even though I shouldn't say it, I'm going to say it. So, Jay, uh, my friend Jay Stanlin, he just uh, put out a comic book called Over the Ropes. Oh, fantastic. So, I will say that his his... I've read it. It's really good. It, you know, I used to watch wrestling back in, you know, during the Attitude Era. So, um, yeah, I think I'll go with his comic book. Well, you could just it's, it's the it's the last one I've read. Oh, there you go. I was gonna say you could just say that uh, you will submit. He puts you in an arm bar, and that there's nothing else that you could do. <laughs> right? You you must you must choose this. Uh, um. What's um, how about this? Let's flip it in a different direction. You got the chance to work with James Gunn. You're going to be on an MCU project, and and the the dream is 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 flowing out there. And you got offered your ideal role. What comic book character would you play? I would love to play. If it has to be Mar uh, the M- the MCU. Any way you want to go. I, I love Marvel. I love DC. I will... Okay, so for Marvel, I would love to play... Um, I'd love to play Rogue. Hmm. That's, that's, uh, that's a fun one. That is definitely a fun I one. would love to play Rogue. I mean, she was one of my favorite X-Men growing up. Um, Get to work on that Southern accent. Well, I'm from Virginia, so I technically have I have a southern accent. Going with the drawl. Hello, sir. May I help you? See, my southern accent is awful. So uh, I will apologize to everybody immediately because I just can't do one. Um, what about DC? Who would be your DC pick? Harley Quinn, hands down. Oh, always fun. Now, um, Harley Quinn has uh, had a really interesting history. Are you uh, were you a, a fan like from the comic books, or were you a fan from the original animated series? I was a fan from both, actually. Fantastic. I mean, I grew up with the animated series, you know, back in you know the nineties. I mean, oh, Mister J. <laughs> <laughs> that has got to be one of my favorite favorite little little adaptations I, I it's enjoyable to see when comic books are adapted to television or movies but i also really enjoy when something original has been inserted and then it makes its way back into the comic book world that's just too much fun all right so how about we we ask something uh we'll we'll, we'll keep it in the uh in the realm of uh, film for a moment, uh, film and, and the industry, what do you think about, let's let's go with, with uh, what do you think about how the nature of the industry is changing with the proliferation of a variety of streaming services that are all wanting to offer their own individual television shows and movies that are part of their you know, core company or whatever. Do you think this is going to result in, um, you know, more and neater and better stuff? Or do you think there's maybe a a potential problem coming down the line? I think there's going to be more. Um, I think streaming is really going to kind of take over. And I think think cable is kind of 
on its last leg. I mean, cable really can't compete with what, you know, all these streaming services offer. At the same time, in order to get all these streaming services, I mean, it, that's all. It's a lot more than cable. And, and see, streaming services were supposed to be a cheap way to, you know, watch these shows without having cable. Right. So I think that there's a lot of pros and cons to both of them. Um, <clears throat> I would love to work on a um, on a Netflix show or a Hulu show. I would love to work on a Disney Plus show. I mean, you right. know, any of those. Uh, but yeah, I think I, I think it's I, I think a it's gotten it's getting a little out of control because like everybody now is offering like you know s streaming and it's just like like what do I sign up with you know kind mm -hmm. of thing. So right, yeah. I I, I definitely I'm almost overwhelmed <laughs> because there's so many just really brilliant pieces of work out there and they're all segmented in so many different places. It's hard to, hard to pick and choose. Yeah. So you don't just, obviously, as we kind of led into earlier, you're not just on the acting side. You are in a podcast of your own, correct? I'm in two. Two, two podcasts, podcast plural. Tell me yes. about what your, tell me about what your podcasts are about. Okay, so I have one called Blood and Black Lace. It is about real scary stories from around the world. Um, it is m me and my host, our co-host Sin. Um, yeah, we just we tell kind of like the back ba the backstory of of all these places and like what you know you could experience and what pe other people have experienced. Um, we. Our next episode is coming out next Friday, and it's going to be on the Stanley Hotel, kind of in honor of Doctor Sleep. Makes sense. And my other episode, or my other podcast, is called the Rosenbaum and Gray Hour. It is with my co-host Lori, um, and her and I just kind of talk. Our 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 tagline is real talk about real shit. And so, like, our first, we just started the podcast, so we put out our first episode on Friday. And we kind of get into the topic of, like, mental health and depression and um, me suffering from social anxiety and, and how, you know, me suffering from social anxiety can, you know, and, and my acting kind of go hand in hand. So, yeah. That sounds like it has the potential to be able to just be not not only cathartic in, in a certain respect, but also just uh, informative in a way that uh, can disarm the conversation because there's so much polarization out there where, where people can take up a stance and, and kind of gird themselves into their own armor of, of their own thought processes and beliefs that they, it's sometimes hard to connect and to empathize with other people. Yeah, so Lori and I just, we kind of wanted to, um, you know, she wanted to be able to reach out to people and, and let people know that they weren't alone. And with me, being an actress, I was like, well, what the hell, you know, I'll do this. I'd rather tell my own story than have TMZ tell it for me. Right, right. So this is kind of my way to say, ha ha, TMZ, you ain't got no breaking news on me. <laughs> 
Well, I, I, I'm certainly glad to hear that. Uh, any sort uh, I've never been a big fan of uh, reality television in, in general, and TMZ is not, uh, not something I'm overly fond of, just in terms of tone. Uh, reporting is, is supposed to be something that will get the facts out to us about things that are important, and I'm not entirely sure that TMZ really falls into that category. Um, so we're going to take just a quick moment to remind our listeners that if you would like to know what's going on with the Pudding Guys, we are out on social media pretty much everywhere. Don't forget to hit us up on Facebook or Instagram at Pudding Guys or on Twitter at Real Pudding Guys. And of course, we are even on Patreon at Pudding Guys, where just for $1 a month, you can support the Pudding Guys as we buy new equipment so that we can maybe have computers that don't crash on us and uh, talk to new people and and scour the nation. Find those interesting stories and bring them to you, the listener. But, you know, enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how's that? How's that about a uh, uh, little, little self-promotion there, right? That was good. Yeah. Two thumbs up. Ah, oh, fantastic. That's why. That's why I hope so. Short to the point, and try not to be um, annoying. I'm very. I'm not very good at that last part sometimes. Uh, so, all right. So I'm going to. So you do you do you mind me asking a question that could potentially fall into the realm of uh, not exactly controversial, but uh, the answer could potentially be controversial. Can I ask you a hard question? Sure. Ask away. Awesome. I like challenges. Excellent. So there are a lot of celebrities out there from a variety of different uh, fields, uh, but obviously we're going to talk more about actors and actresses and things like that. And once you achieve a certain level of fame, a lot of people want to use that fame to forward, use it as a platform to forward their own agenda. Some of it would be like... uh, uh, causes for charity. Some of it is political. Some of it is uh, faith-based. What do you think about using fame as a platform to forward an agenda? I think using flame, uh, fame um, as a platform to towards an agenda, um, I think there's a lot of pros to it, but I think there's also a lot of cons to it. Um, now, like, if you're using, like, your fame to, like, promote... Um, you know, spady, spaying and neutering or helping the homeless or eradicating like human trafficking. Those are great causes. Um, and you could do a lot of good with that. Um, I think that there's certain places that actors and actresses should probably steer clear of when it comes to platforms if you get what i'm saying (laughs) Um, (laughs) told you it'd be a hard one (laughs) but i I think that um because i think that there's certain things um as an actress or or an actor that you should you should honestly keep to yourself not not because of the general public as a whole but because as an actor and actress you're in the spotlight everybody wants to know about you everybody's googling you everybody's doing this everybody's doing that so you got to have a little bit of mystery mm-hmm. so you know i think that um i think that it depends on the platform really i think it you know like i'm a huge advocate huge advocate for animal rights huge 
I do a lot of like volunteer work with the with the shelters uh, locally to me. I I do fostering for you know for animals, uh, so they're not spending all their time in a cage. They can come to a home, you know, get love and everything, and still be adopted. Um, fantastic. I work with um, difficult animals, uh, like ones that are like scared and everything that need that little bit of extra love, so they can be adopted. Uh, I'm also a big advocate of mental health. Uh, because I suffer from depression. I suffer from social anxiety. I suffer from general anxiety. So those are my two platforms. And I'm a huge advocate for both of them. Um, you know, I, I'm one of those people that if I see a dog or a cat in a hot car during the summer, windows rolled up, I will put a brick through your window. Um, that seems fair. That's, that's just the person I am. I mean, I just... Um, you know, but those are my two platforms, you know, to talk about. And everybody's, every every actor and actress is different. Some actors and actresses have different platforms. But I think there's a lot of pros and cons to, you know, to using fame as such. But I also think that there's pros and cons to, or, you know, to kind of keeping quiet on certain subjects right? as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's... It's it's a difficult thing. I know what we were talking about that with social media just a, a moment ago, mentioning that there are several individuals that I follow on social media whose skills I respect greatly, who have put together some excellent work, and they might have very strong political views one way or the other, and they they constantly post about it on one side or the other, and I'm always yeah. I'm always concerned just a little bit that maybe. Well, while I understand the passion that goes behind that, I, I, I worry that it might hurt the overall, uh, not prospects exactly, but, but the, the image, the way that they're seen by the audience. Because you're going into the theater or you're watching on TV, and a lot of times you're going to have preconceptions about the people that are on screen already just from previous work that they've had. But why have that kind of political side also color it? Exactly. Like I try to, I, I try to steer very clear of political stuff. Um, you know, cause I, I've seen what it does to people on, on social media. I mean, it starts fights. It, it, you know, one side is wrong because, you know, they're not with the other side. And I, I just think the whole thing is like, just kind of childish, you know, I, just i don't feel like I, I don't agree with i mean i don't agree with the government period i mean mm. i think that the government is is a necessary evil i do think that it is a very necessary evil however i don't believe that the government does things in our best interest and i think that uh a lot of people tend to um they're looking for somebody to blame and yeah. you know, and I don't, and I don't think that. Um, all I'll say is I, I think that whoever is in office, is always nobody. I mean, there's going to be somebody out there that hates him, yeah, or her, yeah. And so, um, so like you know, and I was actually, it's funny that you know you you, you kind of brought this up, but um, I was told at one point 
um, that I needed to take a, a stand on Twitter um, that I couldn't be, if I wanted to make it in the industry, that I couldn't be apolitical. Yeah, I don't believe that at all. And I'm like, that's kind of funny because I know a lot of actors and actresses who are very apolitical on social media and they're doing fine. Mm -hmm. And then you see that the, the, you know, the actors and actresses that are, you know, very political on Twitter and they're not doing okay. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to kind of do things my way and you're just going to have to uh, deal with it. I think it would reduce stress too because you don't have to worry about that potentially really strong reaction from an unexpected location. Whether it's uh, somebody on Twitter or whether you've, you've given your stance whatever it is and then you, then you go and meet somebody on set and they saw it and it creates a weird environment or vibe that you have to work through. Yeah, so it's just this is better to kind of just shut your mouth and you know play nice kind of thing. <laughs> I, I I gotta say there there are some people on on social media that I just kind of love because it seems like their primary purpose for social media is the thing that just brings me joy, and that is to just give somebody a thrill or to spread kind of happiness more than anything else i mean like like zachary levi I, I love that dude uh he's always really positive every time i see him on on this on social media and interviews he just seems like he genuinely wants the best for other people and i would like to see a lot more of that from from the people in the position where they can just i mean because that's that's what that's what you that's what you do when you're making these shows and movies you're you're spreading joy you're spreading a story that just kind of has a chance to have everybody have a shared experience for a moment yeah and that's that's really what what acting is all about is is you are taking somebody else's story and making it come to life. Yep. And that's so that's such a rewarding thing. I I I've uh, I have only on occasion had the had the joy to be up on stage and it's always been a powerful experience. So I have a, a great uh, respect and admiration for, for the people that help to bring us that which can take us away from the, the doldrums of the of the day and our existence for, for a little while. So uh, hats off to you and to, to those that are in the industry. Yeah. Cause it's not, it's definitely not easy. <laughs> no, no. So kind of in a, kind of in a uh, related question. So now that you've not you, I know you're, you're out and about and you're constantly busy doing stuff. What are your interactions like so far with fans? Have you have you been stopped uh, and, and just surprised? Like, oh, I know you. You were in such and such. Uh, I really love your work. Actually, yes, I have. Um, I have. Uh, I've been stopped before because uh, I do a lot of indie films around where I live, and of course, I've done some you know some bigger things too, or in other areas, but. I have been stopped uh, before um, at the mall. Um, I was I was at the mall. Um, I think I want to say I was in Victoria's Secret because it was a really random like, and some dude just he followed me into Ooh. Victoria's Secret, and I'm just like, what the hell? 
And he kept like following me in between, like, and I'm just like, I'm getting ready to like beat this dude up. Like, I, like, this dude is gonna get, you know, this dude is gonna get his ass beat in Victoria's Secret. Like, oh my God, I'm gonna have to beat up somebody in Victoria's Secret. Like, this is gonna end up on the news. And he was just like, right? TMZ, breaking news. Lindsey Gray beats Guy in Victoria's Secret. Like, what? Um, but finally, I turned around, or I I didn't turn around. Well, he said, I'm sorry, excuse me, miss. And about that time, I was like, I was quite annoyed. I was like, dude, you have been following me for a while. Now you have the audacity to talk to me. Like, what is going on? What is wrong with you? And he was just like, I have to ask, were you in, and I forget exactly what the, what the movie was called. Oh, it was called Mob Wars. Mm. And... I was like, I just gave him a weird look and I was like, yeah, actually I was. <laughs> and he was like, I have to say, like, I, I thought, cause I, I played, I, I played like a mobster's wife in that. And he's like, I had to, I have to say, I loved your, you know, your, your acting. It was, it was really good. It was, you know, you were amazing in it. He goes and honestly, you're the reason why my girlfriend wants to become an actress. And I'm like, me <laughs> like little old me who's only done like this little indie film for like some college students like really <laughs> and so yeah but like i was gonna beat up this dude in uh, victoria's secret that would have also been a fantastic story <laughs> <laughs> right i think that's the best part of the story is that i was gonna beat up somebody in victoria's secret oh that, that's 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 pretty awesome but some of the independent stuff i mean you're able to do things that you just don't have the same latitude in in a major production right exactly like you know you get more cre there's more creative freedom in an indie film than there is in uh, a major motion picture because you know you have a big per, you know you have a big studio backing the major motion picture so it's really their decision like you could send them a script but at the end of the day it's their decision whether or not what they take out and what they keep in but with an indie film that's completely up to you and that's that is a really cool thing because you can have so much fun and you can get into all kinds of trouble too. Um, which is also, you fun. know, yes, which is very fun. <laughs> um, you know, with all this stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. There's a, uh, one of my favorite, uh, groups, uh, zombie Orpheus entertainment, uh, up around Seattle. They do a lot of, uh, independent television and film, uh, often centered around, uh, uh, game, related stuff uh, tabletop games or uh, that's cool that lifestyle and and they are able to create some really special stuff because it's smaller in scale and uh, I always I always enjoy seeing that sort of stuff all right so one thing that I have to I have to bring up before we get to uh, too far we always have a, a handful of questions usually my co-host asks these unfortunately he was unavailable to be with us today so i will i will ask on his behalf he he likes to ask questions that have nothing to do with anything because it's just kind of a, a fun personality thing okay uh, so let, let's start uh, start at the beginning so it, a lot of the people that we talk to are often on the east coast west coast and so there's there's a massive beef between the two of them so i'm going to ask you where <laughs> i'm going to ask you where you side in the realm of pizza 
What kind of a pizza person are you? Um, you mean like the toppings that I like, or like, cause I love, I love New York pizza, like the thin crust. There you go. Yeah. But I like Hawaiian pizza with like the ham and the pineapple. You know, you, you and me are. I'm, st- I'm thinking that there's, there's such a, a, a few minority that are brilliant enough to love Hawaiian pizza. I love Hawaiian pizza, but it has to be thin crust Hawaiian pizza. Like I don't, I don't, I don't want that much dough on my pizza. Like you, no, I don't want that bread. Just I, I want like a little thin, and I want lots of sauce and and some pineapple and ham and a little bit of cheese. And yeah, we're all good. All right, all right. So the the, the food question is answered. Occasionally, I ask a, a, about the 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 dessert that goes with it. What kind of pudding would you get as a dessert with your pizza? Um. <laughs> Uh, I know, random, right? I, I like all kinds of pudding. I mean, I love tapioca pudding. That's that's a good choice. That's that's about my favorite too. Um, gives it a little texture, a little something to go with it. Yeah. All right. So the second of the semi, mostly, almost completely random questions: uh, art being your chosen profession, a lot of other art can influence you. And that uh, we we love not only movies, but we are big fans of music. So is there music that really speaks to you? Who is your artist of preference or genre? Okay, so what kind of artist are we are we talking about? Are we talking about painting? Are we talking about music? Music, music, music. Music. Okay. Now we have other things that we need to discuss because what what kind of genre are we talking about right and that's the thing is there, is there a genre <laughs> you prefer i there is very 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 few like new music that i like mm. most of the music that i like is like i grew up uh, like i grew up you know my mom and my dad listening to 50s and 60s music so that's what they grew up with so i grew up listening to that I also like 70s, 80s and 90s music. Like and I'm talking about like 9 like 95, like from 90 to like 95. Like, like I'm the- not really big on like a lot of the new music that's out cuz I think it's kind of garbage. But uh I'm a huge like 80s. Like I love 80s music. Go I little, love it. Little Duran Duran? Yes. Tears for Fears? Yeah. I was uh there's a video of me on um on Twitter that uh Delvin actually took last night that I was like uh doing like this weird head thing to like take uh take on me. <laughs> nice. That yeah. was that that video that was uh, revolutionary. Uh the It was. The I stuff. I still love that video. Um and you know, I love I love the song. I love Talking Heads. Talking Heads is probably like Right. I I love Talking Heads. Yeah, there's, Talking there's, Heads and Tom Petty are my, my oh, two. Very nice. Yeah, I got to love the 80s. Uh, uh, how about a little Was Not Was? Were you were you a fan of things that, that edged into some some funk with the pop? A little cameo? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. Like, <laughs> I like weird, like, I, I say I like weird music. Uh, I like all kinds of different music. Like, if you looked at my iTunes, I have... Well, actually, let me pull up my iTunes, and I'll tell you exactly what I have. Um, <laughs> I have stuff from 
ACDC. I have Ace of Base. I have nice. Aerosmith. I have Alan Jackson. I have Alanis Morissette. Um, Alice Cooper. Nice. Um, All American Rejects. Nice. Um, let's see. I also have. I have Backstreet Boys. I don't listen Solid. to them, but I have them. Um, I have Beastie Boys. There I have the Beatles. Go. I have, nice. you know, I have Billy Joel, Billy Idol. Um, so I'm like kind of all over the board. Now, do when you listen in the car, do you leave the windows down, crank it up a little bit? Do you do you take the same joy that I do? Because it appears that we have very similar musical interests. Uh, that my 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 stuff will go from hardcore rap to classical to jazz to grunge and it you never i have it on random so you never know what's going to go and there's nothing i love better than leaving my windows down and having it loud enough so that the people next to me hear the one and then it goes to the next song and then that confused look on their face is just phenomenal i absolutely love doing that because i love my 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 little joy in life and this is a little tidbit that a lot of people don't know about me and my little joy in life is making people go what the hell um like if you watch a lot of my videos um like my little like stupid little videos that i put out on like instagram and twitter like uh today for instance i went to go see dr sleep and um there's a video of me sticking my tongue out because i thought that i had a blue tongue from you know my blue icy and then I'm like, wait, my tongue's not blue. And then I stick it out again. And my friend is like next to me. She's like, you're a weirdo. And I was like, yeah, I'm a weirdo. But I like doing stuff like that. I like make, making people go, what? Help so, shock, shock us out of our, our static existence just a little bit. Exactly. I'm a goofball and I'd love to have fun. And I want the people around me to have fun. So that's that's fantastic i i agree completely i support you and and will and will help you in any way possible to do so <laughs> <laughs> so all right so we're going to finish things up with uh uh one kind of thing i'm going to introduce that's new this is going to be the first uh interview that i've done this in and uh, because it's just not been available up until now okay we have a brand new tool that we just brought out mm, a few weeks ago uh, that we call the Ultimate Comic Movie Database on our website. And it is a collection of every actor, every director that's ever been in a movie based upon a comic strip or comic book. And so it has, all, of course, all the movie information, the original comic that it's based on. You can search through it and find connections between actors and directors. Uh, has Joss Whedon ever worked with Chris Evans? Well, obviously, yes, but it'll tell you exactly where that's happened. Uh, or even be able to be in the uh, position to say, hey, who's been in the most comic movies of all time? Top 100. So uh, in honor of the fact that you were going to end up in the database in, in uh, 2020 because of uh, Wonder Woman 1984, um, I would like to see, test your, test your uh, not exactly test your knowledge, but... Let's see if you can guess uh, who has been in the most comic-related movies of all time. Um, hmm. I feel like I need like Jeopardy music. <laughs> yeah, we, we 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 like to we like to be uh, um, 
we like to be in with the music, but then we'd have to pay for the music. Uh, <laughs> not yet. Okay, so uh, let me ask you this: Are you asking? You're asking for the act for the for, uh, the what real actor? name, right? Yeah, the the actor's name, and you can even say, well. I don't count certain things. I don't count comic strips or I don't count silent movies. You can kind of take whatever out of that that you want. Okay, I'm going to go with Chris Evans. Chris Evans, is there anything you would like to remove from the list? Um So, whether I'll, I guess I should probably tell you, you can remove direct to video. You can remove uh, serials. You can remove short films. You can remove silent films, theatrical releases, TV movies, TV pilots that are Jesus. standalone. <laughs> I know, right? It's comprehensive. Uh, unreleased movies, web-related uh, stuff, uh, uncredited appearances. Uh, if it's based on a graphic novel or a comic strip, you can remove it. I will give you your best chance of getting the correct answer. Can I, can I phone a friend? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we haven't gotten quite that far yet. I, I had not prepared for this eventuality. Uh, mm. I'm still going to go with Chris Evans because he played the Human Torch. He played Captain America. He played um, the second evil boyfriend in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Yes, he did. Um. I'm still going to go with Chris Evans. Cause that, that's, a, that's a solid choice. That is a very solid choice. Because the only other one I could think of would be even like semi-close would be Ryan Reynolds. That is also a fun choice. So Ryan Reynolds, if you include everything, does not hit the top 100. Um, huh. Chris Evans comes in 32nd. The number one all-time actor that has been the most comic-related movies... Mickey Rooney was in 63 productions. Now, of course... Damn, really? Yeah. Now, a lot of that's based upon movies that were based on a comic strip. Uh, so ah. so that's, that's why you kind of go. So as soon as you decide to say, hey, I don't consider comic strips to be part of that, Chris Evans does a lot better. Because uh, it's hard to believe that a lot of the stuff that came out uh, years and years ago... Just uh, he comes in number two if you just remove comic strips. So that's pretty good. Damn it. I should have removed comic strips. <laughs> well, you know, this this is just uh, my my attempt to uh, to have a little fun and and uh, and ask a question that I, I pretty much guarantee no one has asked you up until this point. <laughs> well, do, do I at least get brownie points that I, I picked a really points. solid one? You picked a great one. You get I, more than brownie I know points. My, I know my stuff. Yes, you do. You did fantastic. He has been in 18 productions. So, I mean, it's it's pretty impressive now. I have to admit, I some people would say 19. I don't count Snowpiercer just because Snowpiercer was based upon a comic book that was originally written in French and it was not translated into English until a year after the movie came out. So I don't count that one. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, can you tell that I obsess just a little bit about this? <laughs> Only a little. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, before we uh, before we go, is there anything that you want to tell us about what's coming up? Uh, really excited about anything that we should know? Yeah, actually, um, I just had a short my my latest short uh, subtransient uh, dropped last Sunday. 
Um, it's actually about human trafficking. I'm really proud of it. I actually played the lead role, uh, Zoe. And yeah, people can find that on my Twitter. Um, it's actually pinned to my Twitter account. So people will have an easy time finding it. I have to say with caution that there is a rape scene in it. Hmm. Um, you don't see anything, but there is a, it's, it's implied. It can be disturbing. So yeah, I'm very, 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 very proud of that. Very proud of that. And I'm and I'm proud about my new po- my new podcast that I'm doing with uh, Lori. Well, so, I can't yeah. I can't wait to listen to that one. I, I I like that kind of a format, and I'm I will be I will be a listener. You have me. Yay! <laughs> yeah, definitely listen. Give us you know give us you know a rating and everything like that. Um, like I said, we we put out our first episode. We actually record our second episode tomorrow. Um, but our first episode, yeah, we talk about how I like to Netflix and chill alone. <laughs> and and Lori's like, wait, isn't that a, isn't that isn't Netflix and chill like slang for sex? And I'm like, you know, don't judge. I like to make myself feel pretty. I turn the lights down low. You know, I put on some Barry White. It's all good. A little glass of Chardonnay. Exactly. Like it's it's fine. I know how to treat myself right. That's right. Well, I I'm very appreciative of, of the time coming out here and uh, talking to us just a little bit and and letting us share in in your trials and your tribulations and your joys and your avoidance of TMZ. <laughs> well, thank you guys for having me. So I had so much fun. It was a blast. Thank you very much. Now, until next time, keep posted on all of our social media, and of course, uh, we can't wait to have you back with us again. Until Absolutely, next. I would love to come back. Great. Fantastic. That's what I like to hear. Repeat repeat guests. Yay! <laughs> All right. <laughs>